Avengers Assemble! Welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she's defending the galaxy while rocking an awesome new haircut. It's my sister, Marissa. Somehow I got an ombre kind of dye going, even though it's the end of the world. Oh, I was talking about Carol Danvers, but there was a lot of new haircuts in this movie. They had to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Black Widow kind of has the depression ombre. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> um, Avengers Endgame is finally here for those of us, for those of you all who have been following our exploits. Into... <laughs> for everyone who's super tired of hearing us talk about the MCU. Seriously. This is the last one for a while. Hooray! As with all of our movie episodes, this will be all spoilers all the time from the jump. Uh, so if you're one of, like, the six people who has yet to see it, please wait. I am telling you, I had to... First of all, Twitter was just lighting up with, like, not actual spoilers, but stuff where I was like, I know that's going to make sense to me when I see it. Like, yeah. you retweeted something that was like, I love you 3000 or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, can't wait for that to make sense to me. <laughs> when I was, like, walking to my movie, I must have looked like a mentally disturbed person because i had my hands on my ears like the whole time i was <laughs> just like, inside the nah, movie nah, theater because nah, nah, nah. i was like someone's gonna come out here and be like i couldn't believe that happened you know i'm mean, like son of a <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you haven't seen it yet i think this movie has grossed like 1.2 billion dollars in two days or some <laughs> nonsense like it's, that yeah it's broken all kinds of records i talked to our mom earlier today uh, while you were watching the movie and yeah. she was like you girls and you're I can't I don't care about any of this and I go well it's about gems you care about gems and she's like oh I do care about gems <laughs> um, yeah there was a time that she told I forget which one of us to uh, perform some sort of heist at the the American Museum of Natural History and steal their gemstone collection. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not fully sure she was kidding. She wasn't. We're gonna find out that our mom is like the Pink Panther or something. <laughs> but anyway, we gotta cram three hours of entertainment into three a podcast. Hours. Y'all, this movie was three Gregorian hours long. <laughs> And I'm very proud of sure myself. Sure was. I did not get up to pee one Neither time. Neither did I because I, dub- I double peed ahead of time. <laughs> I peed, then I waited 30 minutes, then I peed like right at the start time, and then I was good to go. I And I only got a small soda. I didn't get anything to eat or drink during the movie. And I had... And by the time you came out, you looked like Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning of yes! this movie. <laughs> For breakfast that morning, I had the world's driest granola bar because I was like, I cannot risk any fluid in my body. I would have been fine with going to the bathroom, but I, you know, I pre-bought seats and I got to pick. Actually, I was the first person to buy seats in this showing. Wow. So, like, all of the local multiplexes where I am have been going nuts, just, like, selling out, selling out. And so I was like, oh, I know I want to see it on Sunday afternoon because I was getting a haircut. I was going to be out anyway. Like, oh, and I was kind of looking at the showings. I was like, oh, this 245 one is almost completely sold out and this 330 one, whatever. And then I happened to be like, just, I, so I would, I wasn't like pulling the trigger. I was like, all these showings, like have like crap seats left, basically, you know, just mm-hmm. like right up against the screen. Yeah. Then I found a showing that no seats had been sold. And I was like, is this real life? They had <laughs> just opened it. And so I bought the two back seats in the middle because by the way, it was a seven row theater. Like, this is how much demand there is. They've had to actually, like, take all of their 
all the theaters that they don't use very often, except for like art house films or whatever, and just be like, just stick Avengers in it. Put <laughs> Avengers in all of the screens. It used to exclusively play the Melties Falcon. Yeah, and now, basically. now we are watching Falcon become Captain America. It's oh, the spoilers. American Falcon. So, oh, we said it was spoilers. I know. I'm teasing, but okay. So I picked the two back row middle seats because I went and saw it with a friend. That's tough if you... And I was like, I can't get up to pee. No, like, everyone will <laughs> throw tomatoes at you. Yes. So I was like, <laughs> here goes nothing. <laughs> I had a text conversation with my friends because uh, I saw it with Kate and our friend Eric and another one of our friends, Elizabeth. And uh, we, have a, we had a four-way text conversation on the way there. And um, Mark Ruffalo was instructing everyone to bring tissues, and so on Twitter. And so Kate's like, he does. He's a great. He's got a great Twitter game. Yeah. And so Kate was like, hey everybody, like I brought tissues in case we need them. And our friend Eric goes, and I've brought diapers and Valium. <laughs> <laughs> I only teared up one time. So, you know, as we say, we always do these movies. We're just spoiling everything. Yeah. Um, I only teared up one time and it was when Tony Stark was lying, dying. And not even when his wife was talking to him, but when when Spider-Man was like, hey, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, remember me? It's Peter Parker. Hey, everything's going to be fine. And it's like, oh. And I was like, earnest. He's like a puppy dog. (laughs) Sniff. I cried three times. So I see you have it in the that. notes. Yeah. yeah. So how do we want to do this? Because I can't, for the life of me, recap this movie if you ask me to. It's just three hours of wall to wall. I think it is three actual hours. Three like in real time. <laughs> I will we not need to do like a, We need to have like a... Like an overall <laughs> arc. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this as snappy as I can. I swear. Yeah. Okay. The remaining unsnapped Avengers, don't ask me to list them. <laughs> they. <laughs> You'll hear them. back to our Infinity War episode where you're like, who are all these people? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, thankfully, most of the people who survived are like the ones who were been around for a long time. So right, right, right. Actually, right. I did know who they all were. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the unsnapped Avengers are like, let's go find Thanos. And take the gems and, like, unsnap all these people. Yeah. And this is, like, a month after the snap. Yeah. And they find him on a remote planet, and he looks all jacked up. And they get him in a headlock, basically. And they're like, where are the gems? And he's like, I destroyed them all. And they figure out he's telling the truth. And so they murder him anyway. (laughs) Thor (laughs) crazy murders him. (laughs) Yes. Then you flash forward five years, which my whole theater was like, oh, my God, yes. I had a really rowdy theater, which yes. was amazing. <laughs> it goes five and then there's a beat and then it goes years. And then my whole theater goes, oh. <laughs> right. this is like some, some like leftovers. Yes, stuff, it was. Very, no, so I didn't watch the leftovers TV show, but I read the book, which is, you know, among the snotty things that I say. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I've read the book. I've read the book. Same thing about Handmaid's Tale. But yes, I totally, I was like, oh, this is very Leftovers. Now, the Leftovers obviously is different because it's such a tiny percent of the population. But in any case, five years later, Scott Lang gets gets resurrected from the quantum realm by a random rat that (laughs) runs across a control panel. (laughs) He comes out and it's actually really chilling to watch him kind of wander through San Francisco like, what? in god's name happened here yeah he finds a memorial now this is there's so many weird logistical issues with this movie 
One of them is, why does the whole, like, why do neighborhoods look like a war zone, but there's, like, a perfect, beautiful memorial to all the people that got snapped? <laughs> I don't know. They're, uh, I guess they're keeping up the memorials really well. I don't know. I, I don't know. But so he finds that on the memorial that he is believed to have been snapped. Yeah. But, you know, he was actually quantum realmed, as we covered in our Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. That could have been a web short. <laughs> could have been a web <laughs> short. all we needed. He goes and finds his daughter, Cassie, who, of course, is five years older than when he This was the first time I cried. Out. Yes. It was very affecting. I was yeah. like, because I was like, are they going to dust, the, you know, the one person in the world he loves? I am going to, I'm going to smack you movie. But no, <laughs> she was okay. Oh, I forgot the cold open. Oh, yeah. The cold open is yeah. Jeremy Renner losing his entire family. So I was really conflicted about this. By the this. way, it's a 15 minute cold open. <laughs> I was really conflicted about this because they open up on Jeremy Renner's, like, farmhouse and he's His got idyllic the, farmhouse yeah and, and everybody's out and it's really happy and i'm like i don't like this i don't like this one oh one no bit. i was like well they're all gonna get snapped but please tell me i don't actually have to watch it right yeah i mean and you and you kind of didn't yeah thank god but i was like i gotta tell marissa but i can't because i know you have a thing about kids, watching kids yeah yeah, yeah not and, okay and I, so I just texted you earlier today and I was like, the opening scene is really tough. And you were so like, of course, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, it's like, oh, you want mustard on your hot dogs? I was like, oh, son of a big old bite. All these people are dust. <laughs> they are all dust. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So Scott Lang is in five years later, San Francisco, and <laughs> he finds his daughter and he goes to the Avengers headquarters and he's like, look, it was five years for you, but it felt like five hours to me. So QED time travel is possible. Uh, I'm not sure that holds up, but whatever. Yeah. La- who knew? This was my bi- one of my biggest takeaways was like, who knew that Ant-Man was going to be so integral <laughs> to know, the right? end of Thanos? Well, it was just like, I mean, when Evangeline Lily comes, Hope comes on screen, I was like, anyone who hasn't seen Ant-Man. The Ant-Man movies has no idea who this woman is. No, nope. None. Nope. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I guess you've seen Civil War and that's where you've seen Ant-Man, right? Like, nobody knows who this woman is unless they've watched the... Side anyway, quest. The third tier. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. So he's like, I think time travel's possible. Bloody blue. They... They're all desperate enough to try it. It's right. Like... So Tony Stark has retreated to a mountain cabin with Pepper, who did not get dusted, and their daughter, Morgan, who's very adorable. She's real cute. And, you know, he's really withdrawn from the whole Avengers thing. Um, Black Widow and Captain America are pretty much the ones in charge there. Oh, we forgot the whole thing about how he almost died in space. Oh, yeah. Stark almost died in space. He It's very um, The Martian, where they, like, digitally emaciate him, and it's kind of upsetting. He rips his... So he gets in a fight with Cap. So he and Cap reunite, and he feels really terrible oh, because... Ca- Captain Marvel has to rescue him from space first, yeah. which was pretty cool. It was great. And then... Him he and Nebula. Captain America basically get into another fight, and... Right, where, where Stark is like, if you had let me put the sentinels around the earth like this wouldn't have happened yeah and cap's like yeah i mean can we get past this and he's like no and he's like that didn't work out too well and he rips the uh iron man thing out of his chest his own chest he just rips it out and hands he it doesn't to... need it anymore right because no no the shrapnel's gone he had a surgery but he the whole thing it's sort of symbolic and 
he liked being Iron <laughs> yes, Man. Yes, I guess and, it is sort of symbolic. Yes. No, no, I meant the actual piece is symbolic, and then because he liked being Iron Man and he liked being around it, and this was him being like, "I give up, I'm done." He hands it to Cap, and so in five years they haven't really spoken, and then they go find him at this cabin. Yeah. Right. So when 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 Ant Man says, "I think time travel," he and Captain America and Rhodey, who's the third person who goes Black Widow, Black, Black Widow, Widow, I think. Oh. They, I think they, they go to his mountain cabin. They're like, time travel. And he's like, uh, no, you can stay for dinner if you don't talk shop. But then after they leave, he's like, okay, but what if I make a... Oh, I invented time travel. So, <laughs> so he talks to Pepper about it. And he's like, time travel? And she's like, I don't think you could live with yourself if you didn't try. And he's like, uh, probably not. So because he's really wary. Basically, his whole thing is like... If I time if my time travel causes my child to become non-existent like that's not on the table which yeah. I totally get right yeah, like I, get it too. I totally get I've thought about this how like you know I don't know sometimes I just muse about sci-fi concepts because that's how my brain works and I'm just like you know what if somebody said like oh we could go back in time and and stop the election of the current president but we'd have to go back to like 2015 or whatever I'm like but my baby you know what I mean like yeah. you can't you just as a parent you can't imagine giving up the children that you already have. Yeah. So I'm totally with Tony on this, although it leads to some really interesting outcomes. Yeah. So they all get together. They build a time travel machine. They figure out where the stones are in various places in time. Now, uh, they get Hulk on board. Oh yeah. Hulk, which I don't know. I don't think I like this. Hulk is now Hulk full time and has the personality of Banner. Yeah, it's like very weird. I just wanted Mark Ruffalo. I was like, yes, yeah. right? And I understood narratively why they needed a smart Hulk later. Yeah. But it was un- I didn't I didn't care for it. Yeah. It would have been better if they just been like, "Oh, now I have the ability to like fully control my Hulk state, you know, in- yeah. including with intellect." But most of the time, I'm Mark Ruffalo, but they didn't do that. That's it was just weird. Cuz you just like Mark Ruffalo. I do. I love Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> so they're like, okay, let's go back in time and get each of the stones. Now, answer, riddle me this, Batman. Why didn't they just <laughs> go get the time stone and then do everything with the time stone? Oh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get the one and then do everything else with that one. And you don't have to worry about Pim particles, which is not a phrase I'd ever heard said out loud before. Had you? Uh, Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> they were a MacGuffin that were invented for this movie to explain away some, you know, limitations of time travel. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. This is fine. Oh, wait. Was that the thing that they have to get an Ant-Man 2 from the quantum realm for Ghost? No. You think that that Forker named the particles his wife collected after himself? If they were called... Vi- no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, they couldn't have been because they Cap, get them in 70. Cap yeah. steals them. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep, never mind. Also, they're the wrong color. But also, I'd be really mad if he stole the credit from his wife. So, okay. They split into teams. The yeah. sort of regular, ordinary, uh, I shouldn't say that. The, the, the original Avengers are going back to New York in 2012 because, as Black Widow points out, and I have pointed out... On this very podcast, for some reason, three of the Infinity Gems are on Earth. Why does it come back to New York? Yeah. Why is it always on Earth? Why? It's like Doctor Who syndrome. Anyway, a bunch of them go back to New York in 2012 to get the three Infinity Stones that they can get there. Mm -hmm. 
Black Widow and Hawkeye go to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. This was rough, y'all. Yes, it was. <laughs> Nebula and um, uh, War Machine go to that planet where Chris Pratt was singing, Hey, hey, hey what's, what's the matter? <laughs> Whatever that place was, to get the Power Stone. And I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, Soul Stone is a... <laughs> uh it's a lot six is a lot six is a lot it's one too many i would argue (laughs) um soul stone is on vormir power stone time stone oh where did they get the mind stone from i have no idea oh no no the mind stone is in the scepter oh wait they go to um asgard to get the red one oh of course thor's whole plot yeah yeah which, oh, by the way, uh, Thor, Thor yeah. reminded me of Sweatpants Peter from Spider-Verse. So Thor has taken, in the last five years, uh, Thor has taken everything very hard, and he now is an alcoholic with, it's meant to be a beer gut. And and let me just say, I, I've seen a lot of men's tummies in my time. You know, you go to the beach, or you make out with a boy, or whatever. Hello. And I, <laughs> no, I've just seen chubby tummies in my time. <laughs> And this was not a chubby tummy. This was some sort of, it was almost like a pregnancy belly (laughs) because it was so taut. It was like really unsettling. But yeah, Thor is all chubby and has given up on life and has like dreadlocks and yeah, is is an alcoholic. It's really bad. In fact, I don't know. His plotline kind of annoyed me. But he gets sent back with Rocket to Asgard in some year. I forget which year, like 20. Really early. Is it? Well, no, it's, it's the events of Thor 2. Oh, oh, So it's not oh, that oh. early to go get the whatever stone. The Pow- red one. The red one. Yes. Pa- power? No. Nope. Googling. <laughs> Which infinity stone is the red one? What are Marvel's infinity? Thanks, Polygon. Uh, it's called the ether, Reality isn't it? stone. Reality. Cool, cool, cool. That one's evil. <laughs> They're all so- evil. Well, I mean, some of them are demonstrably evil. Others, we don't have enough evidence to conclude that they're evil. I actually have a theory about the Infinity Stones, but I'll Ooh, save, save it. it for the theory section. I will. So they're off in, like, four little teams, basically, to go get these various stones. And they have varying levels of success. So Thor's quest to get the thing you just said. Reality Stone? <laughs> goes like okay he ends up talking to his mom and his mom is like i know you're from the future i was raised by witches don't give me any warnings just be cool i love you it's okay and thor is like <laughs> mom, pretty, pretty mommy, great actually you. yeah mommy i love you and i miss you so that's probably the most straightforward one re- weirdly uh, the whole new york thing goes sideways they manage to get the mind gem and hulk does manage to get from the supreme sorceress which would be tilda swinton mm-hmm reprising her role from Doctor Strange. She has the time stone and he goes to her and he's like, hey, I need the time stone. And she's like, yeah, no, you're not. Absolutely not. And he's like, yeah, but I need it. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not giving it to you. And she sort of explains like, if you, you know, we need this time stone to protect this universe against like the dark ones or whatever. And if you take it out of our universe, it's not going to go well for us. You know, like your world might be better, but ours is going to suck. And he's like, I promise to bring it back. And she's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And he's like, well, why did Doctor Strange give it to Thanos in the first place? And she's like, oh, he gave it to him? Oh, okay, no more arguments here. Have the time stone. Yeah. Yeah. 
which was kind of neat. I liked that. I liked it too. But getting the mind gem and the space gem go a little worse. There's like a whole heist involving the events of the first Avengers movie. It did feel like a real heist movie. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I gotta be honest. I don't know that this movie needed to be three hours long. No, it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) There were definitely some areas where I was like, I don't know that I needed this scene. Like... You know, Captain America sitting around in a grief support group for multiple minutes. Woof, that was right. I I think (laughs) the reason that happened and the reason a lot of things, a lot of like smaller moments with Cap happened was because they wanted to be like, hey, everybody, he really hasn't got over Peggy. He has, he's not over Peggy. I feel like that's been, hey, that's been (laughs) established. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need the grief support group. There was bit. there were several things I was like, I don't. This is we didn't need this. We but. do get cat a little nod to Cap's turn to Hydra in the comics. Yes, so this was great. So apparently, this elevator scene is in Winter Soldier. Yeah, it is, and it turns into a fight. But this time around, Cap just says "Hail Hydra," which is a sort of mocking reference to the comics, where in cur- current comics time, or maybe about a year ago, comics time. He was, like, revealed to be Secret Hydra or whatever, but it was really great. I was like, that is a really great play on the comics for the people who understand what's going on. Yeah. Which I kind of barely do. So Cap manages to get the Mind Stone by saying Hail Hydra and, like, tricking all these... The Mind Stone or the... It is the Mind Stone. Remember he touches himself with the scepter? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he runs into a young version of himself who looks identical. And I just like, certainly this is an opportunity where you could have a conversation, right? Like there were a lot of punching times where I was like, just just say, not that I wanted to reduce the action because there was actually a lot of non-action. Yeah, a lot of of emotional content. But I was like, just surely there's something you could say that would at least make this person go, wait a minute, is it possible this is time traveled me? Right? Aren't there things that a time traveler could say to you that would convince you that they were really you? Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, but he doesn't even try. He just beats the crap out of his younger self. And um, take- Can I pause for a second? Just say yeah. the that's America's ass. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ant-Man is, has this huge hero worship thing of Cap going on. And... At one point, Stark makes fun of his old uniform. It's like, it doesn't do any favors for your ass. And Ant-Man's like, no, that's America's ass. It looks great. And so then when he beats the crap out of his former self, he looks at it and he goes, that is America's ass. And I was like, I like that. I was like, I like that a lot. I think that's really great. Yeah, there was a lot of like funny lines in this movie. Yeah, where it's, very it's funny. It's a pretty elegiac sort of movie, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of funny lines in it, which is nice. Yeah. So, but they failed to get the space stone because Loki uses it to warp away. He's supposed to be in like shield custody or whatever, but there's a, it's a heist and Loki gets away with the space stone. So instead, Cap and Iron Man warp back to the, to 1970. They go to a shield facility. Stark steals the Tesseract Cap steals more Pym particles, which are like the MacGuffin that allows them to time travel. He runs into his own father. Stark. And, yeah, sorry. So Tony runs into his own father and, and Tony's about to be born. And they sort of have like a father father bonding moment because he's like, oh, I have because Tony says I have a daughter and his father's like, oh, you know, do you ever do you feel like you weren't ready for it? And it was like, this is, you know, it was kind of sweet. Yeah, it was. 
I was I I was glad that they got in and out of 1970 without being detained or whatever because I was like looking at my watch like this is already a lot of movie <laughs> can we keep this moving please yeah and Cap so, sees Peggy through a window and I was holding Kate's yeah, hand going finds, I can't handle this I can't yes. handle this I can't handle he this finds his way to her office it's like By Margaret accident, Carter yeah. yeah and he's just like staring at her through the glass like Peggy. And I was just like, I can't, I can't handle it. I can't handle <laughs> Where's it. Where's that Valium you brought? <laughs> so the last stone is the one that's hardest to talk about, which is the Soul Stone. Um, Woof, you guys. Yeah, they go to Vormir and Red Skull's like, yeah, one of you has to die. And they fight each other for the privilege of being the one to die. And in the end, it's Black Widow who sacrifices herself. And Hawkeye is real mad about it and sad, but he does get the soul stone, but he is obviously not on board with this series of events. I mean, he wants to, they both want to be the one to sacrifice themselves, but Black Widow wins. Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of had to do it that way because it started with his family getting dusted. And so for them to never be able to see each other again would have been yeah, that really, been really difficult. Yeah, and I think that's why Black Widow ultimately made that sacrifice, right? Because... Yeah. She, as much as she, you know, it's funny, there was nothing made of Black Widow and Hulk's relationship in this movie no. at all. And it's no. like, in the last five years, the two of you haven't found their your way to each other? <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I, I really do. I mean, we can talk about this when we're done recap if you want, but like... I really feel like Black Widow got short shrift in the past few movies because it really was building up to this thing that never actually came to fruition. Like, if she had had... They had one moment where they kissed in uh, Ultron. Yes, just before she shoves him into, like, a reactor or whatever. But, like, you know, no kind of talk about the two of them. And in this movie, it's like they're kind of awkward around each other. And then, you know, she dies... Without and he him. says a couple times, like, wow, I really miss her. But it's not, you know, a lover who has been deprived of his love interest. Right, right, right. It's just, I mean, I think at one point he's like, I really tried to bring her back or whatever. But it, it I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I felt like she got a little bit short shrift there. But she also, they telegraphed kind of at the beginning that she is totally miserable <laughs> And all, oh, for sure. all she has in the world is, quote unquote, this job and this family, and she just wants to have it put back together again. So it made sense for her to make that ultimate sacrifice because she really doesn't have anything else. You know, this is this has been her life, but it was still very difficult to watch that happen. Very, very difficult. Yeah. And I and they're also not best to get friends. To, yeah. Like, yeah. To, to to watch your best to to but that's why it worked to right. get the soul stone right i will say that like so there's another major character death in this movie that i guess we'll get to when we get to but yeah. like he gets a huge like freaking state funeral and we don't see black widow get anything like there's yeah. just they don't bother to like retrieve her body they don't give her a send-off. She doesn't have a funeral. She doesn't have a memorial. There's no, like, eternal flame burning for her in the Avengers headquarters. Like, there's nothing, man. And I was mm-hmm. like, why does she get short shrift, you know, in death? That really feels unfair. Yeah, I agree. In any case, they assemble all the stones. They put them in... Tony makes a gauntlet. They put them in this gauntlet. 
And then they're like, well, who's actually going to wear it? And Hulk's like, I'm the only one who actually can. So now it makes sense why Hulk has to be smart, because he has to be able to do this while he is Hulk. Why he can, And he can't rip it apart. <laughs> right. So he puts the gauntlet on and it really injures him. But he snaps again. And Tony is like, here's the deal. You bring back everybody who is dusted, but you bring them back to now. Which it's hard to think of a more disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> That that's what, what Spider Man says. Crazy. Spider Man is like, "Hey, remember that time I got I turned to dust and I and then like I I don't know what happened, but I woke up and Doctor Strange is like, "Hey, it's been five years. Stark needs us. Let's go." And I was like, "Oh my God, can you imagine that?" So so like, can we just? I'm just gonna put the the summary on hold for a moment. Yeah. Can you imagine? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine in a post? Endgame world. The world is divided into two equal, separate yet equal. <laughs> these are their important. stories. Yeah, these are their stories. Two equal camps. The people who have spent the last five years grieving and maybe committing suicide over how sad they are and dealing with this post-apocalyptic world and going to support groups and maybe marrying new people or finding new people or having new children because their original children are dust, yo. Just going through the worst trauma that this planet has ever seen. And then the other people who are like, I don't know, I just closed my eyes. I opened my eyes again. And it was five years later. That was weird. <laughs> like, how could you ever, how could you ever understand each other? If you had two spouses and one was snapped and the other wasn't like, you couldn't, the one who wasn't snapped is going to be like, well, I turned to the bottle and then I became a Christian and now <laughs> now I'm like an itinerant preacher. And the other one's like, I just, I was in bed and then I was in bed again. Are you okay? What happened? Do you well, know what I mean? Like, this, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a great there point. There are so many logistical questions. Like, it seems like everybody gets unsnapped to the exact place they were when they got snapped, which is just like... So if you were on an airplane <laughs> and you get unsnapped, are you now 20,000 feet in the air with no support? Or like, what exactly? <laughs> How are we doing this? Or, yeah. Mm. <laughs> if you're a baby who was just born five minutes ago and then got snapped, because you know that had to have happened statistically, yes. do you show up? In the birthing room of somebody else. <laughs> as a full as on a baby. baby. <laughs> Hospitals just suddenly, there's twice or 50% more babies than they were expecting to be. Like, just dropping out of the sky. Dropping out of the sky, y'all. Great question. <laughs> yeah. They just sweep this under the rug oh, as yeah. though, like. There's a lot of, there's a lot of. <clears throat> Hand waving. I mean, let's be clear. I really liked this movie. I did too. But there's a lot of logistical hand waving going on. And uh, my friends and I talked about this afterwards too, in relation to some of the other things that happened in this movie, like the second snap and all that. Like, there's a lot of logistical stuff that is just like, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll work. It's yeah. just, and it's we're supposed to trust it because Tony Stark has built a model of it that looks like a Mobius. Tony strip. Stark. <laughs> Built this in a cave. In a cave. Listener With Joel a box told me. Of scraps. <laughs> Listener Joel told me that we need to have a face-off between our Jeff Bridges and our Lee Pace. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you should be Jeff Bridges and I should be Lee Pace. You know, right, Lee Pace? I'll yeah. do Jeff Bridges. Lee Pace will win because he's so extra. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is like a normal person extra. Like, Lee Pace has the, like, and my father and his father before him. And Obadiah Stane is just, like, really greedy, you know? He's just, like, making deals with <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> I don't know. Spoilers anyway. for Iron Man. So It's a 10-year-old <laughs> movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what the F you're doing listening to this podcast because this movie is a hundred percent about iron man's journey anyway yeah it is so just as thor unsnaps everybody it turns out that hulk time time traveling nebula got replaced by different nebula it's complicated but because nebula has all these neural implants that like when she went back in time she got synced with her other version thanos replaced uh, good Nebula with bad Nebula. Bad Nebula um, messed with the time travel machine and brought 2014 Thanos to 2023, which I was like, oh boy, this guy again? Are we really? That's what I, because oh, honestly, man. in the beginning, I was like, oh, that'd be great if Thanos was just like, not even in this, like, you think right. he's going to be the big bad again and there's going to be this huge showdown and then they just cut his head off and that's it. And really the fight is internal like mm-hmm. i mean within... they could not have big action scenes right yeah. but it could have been something else <laughs> could have been something else and then they bring thanos back and i was like ah oh, guys I again mean, with this guy I, again I, with this guy it was the the dynamic i thought was interesting about that was the old gamora new nebula i thought that was cool i liked that yes i did too where so eventually you know gamora is currently bad in this timeline although she's probably wavering already right she's wavering but she's you know on... and good nebula is like you know gamora you and i became real sisters you know when we was decided to stand against thanos and gamora's like ah, good enough for me let's go be against thanos together <laughs> so <sighs> bad nebula opens up a time portal and brings good nebula uh 2014 gamora and 2014 thanos into 2023 and then it becomes the typical end of the world punch fest shooting yeah cap and iron man and hulk wait no thor Thor, are like let's go kill thanos and they don't have any success with that (laughs) per usual yeah i was gonna say uh, they Thanos has like destroyed Avengers headquarters, and so like Thor is trapped under the rubble, and Hawkeye finds no, the gun. Uh, it's uh, sorry, Hulk. sorry, I keep saying that Hulk is trapped under the ru- the rubble. Hawkeye finds the gauntlet in a like puddle of you know stew- sewer drain water Ugh. or whatever, and like runs away with it. It becomes kind of a big game of keep the gauntlet away from Thanos. Yeah. So, oh boy. Essentially, they fail to kill Thanos, but Thanos doesn't have the gauntlet. And so he brings all of his armies. But then because the unsnap has happened, Doctor Strange and all his wizards bring all the good guys from all time through Y'all, little portals. I did not think I was going to care this much, but every single pe- like person who came in the room, I was like, yes! So Let's the only time it. my theater reacted was when Black Panther and Shuri showed up. Yes! And then everyone was like, yeah! <laughs> I, I I was like, it's my girl, it's sure, I love her, I love uh, her. Everyone in my theater, like, for everyone who came through was clapping. They got the biggest clap, and I screamed Wakanda forever at the screen. 
<laughs> I'm glad to hear you're keeping it chill yes. in, Bur- in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then Brooklyn. And then Meg uh, texted me later. We had a text conversation about it, and she's like, "Someone in my theater yelled Wakanda forever at the screen." I was like, "Was did I quantum leap into your theater?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's another thing. They talk a lot about the rules of time travel in fiction, and and Bruce is like, "No, those are all." bullcrap that none of that applies you cannot you can't change your present you can only change your future so oh boy so you know thanos brings all the minions of hell and dr strange brings all of the supers and all of their people and all that and there's a giant battle blah blah um can i just my favorite part two favorite parts of this giant battle one is when Steve Rogers calls Peter Parker Queens. He's like, hey, Queens. I was like, yes. And then um, that was great. And then the other piece of it is was when Captain Marvel shows up and she she finally. So she is absent the whole movie pretty much. And it's a little annoying. Yeah, I agree. I needed more Captain Marvel. I suspect that it was like so they filmed this before they filmed her solo movie. Oh, okay. And I suspect it was sort of a matter of like, well, they weren't really sure what the movie was going to be like, and they weren't really sure how it was going to be received. Now, it happens to be, at this point, darn near the most successful single MCU, you know, like the non-ensemble MCU movies. Yeah. It's almost the most successful one at this point, so they could have gambled a little harder on her. Yeah. <laughs> but she yeah. shows up now, finally. And then and all the female Avenger characters are like, let's help you with this. That felt a little pandering to me. I didn't care. I mean, I was like, I know exactly what you're doing, but I love it. Because it's just like, it's a little random, right? That they just happen. It's like, oh, nobody with Y chromosomes come over here for a minute. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, it didn't, it was just a little too like, oh, it's a little too perfect. But it was, you know, I liked seeing Valkyrie on her Pegasus that she somehow acquired. Wire. Yeah, was she not the only one? I thought I saw some other Pegasus. I Pegasi, Pegasi. Sure, I didn't see other Pegasi, but perhaps you're right. And Pepper is in a, an Iron Man suit, and mm-hmm. that happens in Iron Man three. Okay, so. and Wanda is there, Scarlet Witch, yep. and Shuri, of course. Obviously, Okoye is there. Some other ladies, ladies with their lady things. Yeah. And so it's like, but it's just this whole game of keep the gauntlet away from Thanos. And they really try, but Thanos at one point like pries a stone off of it and uses that to attack Captain Marvel, which is really unfair. Yeah. But eventually what happens is, you know, because earlier Stark had asked Strange, like, is this the one in 14 million chance that you talked about? And he's like, I can't tell you. And... and and it was like the most unhelpful response, but it was setting up this later thing where Thanos has the gauntlet and he's like kind of, and he does all this villain monologuing in this movie, but whatever. And he's got this gauntlet and he's looking at it like, right? And Stark looks over at, thank you. Stark looks over at Strange and Strange just holds up the number one on his hand and Tony understands. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony understands that this is the one in 14 million chance he has at this exact moment. He runs over, he touches Thanos' gauntlet, and because it is a Stark-made gauntlet, apparently that means... Question mark? Somehow all the stones get on to be get on Tony's I, glove instead. It was just sleight of hand in my. I was like, oh, there's okay. sleight of hand. What does that mean? No, meaning like it was just a misdirect. Like 
he was i didn't think it was because it was stark tech but i guess that makes sense i think it was that's the only way i can see that playing out you know i watched pretty carefully okay it seems like because it was stark tech and tony controls all stark tech right that like it's like hey put the gems on my glove instead and it did whatever okay so now tony has essentially the infinity gauntlet the stark brand infinity gauntlet and he snaps and he dusts all of Thanos's minions that are attacking Earth and Thanos as well. But he is a mere human and is not designed to contain that kind of power and radiation. So he dies. Yeah. And it is sad. And Spider-Man comes over and is like, no, Mr. Stark, no. And, and, and Pepper comes over and it's very sweet. She says to him, like, we're going to be okay. You can rest now. And he yeah. dies. And she It was is time. At- I was very sad, but it was time. Yeah. And he, she is admirably keeping it together long enough for him to die in peace and then she you know loses it understandably so then there's a big funeral for tony and there's nothing for black widow because you know fork black widow apparently and then (laughs) this was brianna's favorite part i'm ten thousand percent sure what's this Cap is like, I'll put the stones back. No big NBD. Yeah, I'll I put was, the stones back. The whole movie. So when so Thanos at one point like so he and and Iron Man make up at one point, and I liked that they made up, even though it was very much Tony being like, "Hey, so I'm here, and you need me." And yeah, and <laughs> Cap's like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. Hello." Um, and. You know, they get to go on a little adventure together. And the whole movie, I'm like, Cap's going to die. Cap's going to die. Cap's going to die. And so when they have this huge battle with Thanos, Thanos is like wailing on Cap. Like just wailing on him and he breaks his shield in half and all this stuff. No, he just, he just chips his shield a little. I mean, but it's pretty, it's not, he didn't, it's not like a tiny chip. No, 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 no. Cracked. It's like a big old bite. Pretty Sure. And he's like wailing on Cap. And I was like, oh, Cap's gonna, this is it. This is how Cap dies. And then he doesn't. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then (laughs) towards the end, I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. Yes. So yes, continue. So Cap takes a briefcase with all the stones because he's got to put them back in their regular time streams. Mm -hmm. And Bruce is like, oh, he should be back in five seconds. And then he's not back. And they're like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? And then they turn and somehow... (laughs) somehow yeah my friend elizabeth who loves captain america was like "Mm, this doesn't work like we were we were talking about it afterwards she's like i don't know if that works and i literally was just like let me have this exactly (laughs) it was emotional closure that didn't make logical yes that's exactly what it (laughs) is they see an old old man sitting on a bench with a big old shield next to him and they go over and it's digitally aged. There's a lot of digital aging and de-aging in this movie. Yeah, yeah. They see digitally aged Steve Rogers and he's like, <laughs> I put the stones back and then I thought, wow. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Bob Dylan. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> he's like, thought I'd go back and get that life that Tony was always telling me to get. And then it was very weird because there's a wedding ring on his finger and Falcon asks him, do you want to tell us about the girl? And he says, no, I don't. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? Why not? Why would you not? Why? I, I, <laughs> By the way, I did the, I did the math on this. He's like 40 in 2023, approximately. And he goes back to 1946 or something. So at this point, he should be 120 years old. (laughs) But 
he's genetically enhanced, so maybe Let it's fine. Me have this. <laughs> and then we have a flashback back to the nineteen forties <laughs> where we pull in and we see Steve and Peggy slow dancing in Peggy's living room and they're just both so happy. To like and it's like old yeah, gramophone music. Yes. It doesn't like work i don't think from like a time travel standpoint since the whole thing is like you can't change the present and so you've changed the present into a present where yes. there's an old captain america so it doesn't work but uh it's fine oh and also he hands his shield over to falcon and he says like oh by the way where did <laughs> where did this where did this shield come from his was all foobar <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he did he did, who had his shield while he was in the ice? Um did he have it or did somebody else have it? I don't know. Well, if somebody else have it that well, had it, then I guess he steals it from them. Stark made him a new one in this movie. No. Yes. Really? I thought he just had Steve's shield. No, because just in, in Civil War in Civil War his shield is like broken. Oh, okay. Cuz they have a big old punch fight. <sighs> boys so i know right yeah so like yeah that and really doesn't make my my friend elizabeth was essentially like look this is steve rogers are you telling me that he's gonna go back in time knowing what he knows about hydra infrastrate infiltrating shield and not tell peggy who is the shield director that this is happening you know he's not gonna try to help in any way he's just gonna like live in this house with her and that's it and i was just like yeah i hear you but <laughs> I need this. And the other thing that I thought about, too, was that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show... Yeah, is now completely is nonsense. now completely... But a lot of things are now completely nonsense. Yeah. They went back and messed up a lot of past movies yeah, with this. Yeah, sure. but, but it's just some sort of understanding that, like, now those are alternate universes. So, in fact, Gamora traveling forward from 2014, there's now a Gamora running around in, in 2023. Well, that's the interesting... meeting Quill... Yes, and they meet on the battlefield, and he is totally in love with her, and he's like, oh my god, I thought I lost you, and she's like, who are you even, and like, kicks him in the nuts. And it was pretty funny, because she turns to Nebula, and she's like, this one? And Nebula's like, it was between him or a tree. So <laughs> was I was like, great. that's accurate. But accurate. we don't know, I mean, I I thought what this movie did really well was give the characters who wanted or needed an out some closure and like a good kind of ribbon on their stories and then except for black widow frankly yeah but then also allow like set up a lot of new stuff like a lot of new dynamics and i thought it was really clever of them to like bring gamora back but then also with it bring back the like will they won't they vibe because she doesn't know him but now he's totally in love with her so it's like a new vibe for them Yes, and also she's Loki, missing at the end of it. Yes, she's missing. Thor joins the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he makes a joke about as Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought was pretty funny. It was great. And he Loki hands the in, in the alternate universe, uh, Loki has stolen the space gem and is bopping around. Yep. So if he's gonna find some way to get back into the <laughs> yeah for sure universe that we're in, <laughs> the girls next to Kate. We were sitting, you know, like towards the end of the row, and the girls in the middle, when Loki came on screen, they're like, oh my God! And I was like, oh, I mean, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he is fine, like cherry wine. That has not changed. <laughs> and I was like, I like these girls very much. <laughs> yeah. But also, Thor hands the reins to Asgard over to Valkyrie. Yeah, that was cool. 
he says, you know, I don't, I, this is not who I am, and you're a leader, and, like, you're, now your majesty. And I was like, shouldn't these people have elections? No, it's a monarchy. <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> and we saw Cap give, giving his shield over to Falcon. We saw a lot of things that I think were just like, okay, now the next chapter, but, like, here is the closure on this Yeah, it chapter. was interesting to see Peter's school. It was like the first day back at school after the unsnap, and there's just like all these people. But it's funny because it's like, so all the snapped kids are like, I just saw you on Friday, and all the unsnapped kids are in college now. So oh my, like, I didn't even think about who that. Who is saying hi to whom? <laughs> like, yeah. why, why is everyone so excited? I guess, I guess the unsnapped kids are excited that in general that life is back to I don't say it's back to normal there's no such thing as back to normal at this point but like that life is is happier than it was yeah. last week but uh the snap kids should just be like I, I just had an exam on Friday and now my I, parents are five years older and my siblings are five years older and this is very weird yeah I mean it was sort of this yeah, it's, again, logistically, you're like... <laughs> yes, it's you, a nightmare! If you think about it for too long, you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. And that's actually... I that's un- actually why I always hated the movie Flight of the Navigator, because this little boy kind of does these space things, and he comes back, and he used to be the older brother, but he hasn't aged, and now he's the younger brother, and I was always like, that is too disruptive to a family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually felt like... I understand, and I, un- like, I understand why they did the kind of, like, heist movie, go back into the other movies and change things and kind of make these alternate plans, because it gives all these characters a chance to, like, revisit moments that they would have done over again, or gives them closure for something, or is just fan service and you get to see some characters you haven't seen in a while, that kind of thing. So, like, I get it as, like, a almost like a... 10 years in review kind of situation like we're wrapping Mm. this up but i was like if i thought what they were gonna do was be like oh well thanos said that he reduced all of these to their atoms and what we have to do is go through the quantum realm and gather up all the atoms and reform that would be such a weird movie well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have worked, really, narratively. It would have just been, like, a weird head trip, but I was hey, like... I'm missing an electron! Anyone got an electron? <laughs> so, you know, had I been in the writer's room, they would have probably, like, kicked me out, but I, I... But it's just because the time travel thing is so unwieldy when you're talking about all these different time frames. You know, they've done a similar thing in the X-Men universe to undo the least popular x-men movie yes Yes. to undo x3 and to kind of have this new timeline with all these new characters and i wonder if some of this is just like okay we want to we want a blank slate to be able to retcon things if we want you know and now it's as you said kind of like in all these alternate universes did i miss anything at the ending is there anything after Cap and his shield no that's the when they when they're dancing in the house that was the end no post-credit sequence no, there for was the like really elaborate. Yeah, there was like really elaborate uh, credits for yeah. everybody, but that was it. Yeah. What? So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it feels very weird because this is the final one. This is. It's not. So they said that the new Spider-Man: Far From Home is the last movie of this current phase. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Okay. It's gonna is it gonna be about him dealing with the fact that everybody's five years older? That's a great question. I don't know. He goes on a school field trip to London, I think. Yes, which wow, that seems like a thing that would not happen shortly after half the population reemerges. And don't you have to like rebuild national economies first before Seriously, you start? like I think if anything, they underestimated how devastating this would be on a global scale. Yeah. Like at the end you see Black Panther and his sister and his mom like standing on a balcony like over like cheering their cheering it subjects. It was very and it's much like, like the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes! And it's like, I don't think even Wakanda, the most technically technologically advanced society on the planet, even they would have been thrown into chaos by this and wouldn't just be like, oh great, our king is back. Like, I don't think it works like that. Like, surely there would be someone in the interim who would be the, like, the monarch, you know, some nephew or something. Or, like, who's been, has someone been using Black Panther tech? Like, what is going on? Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, I did, so a, a co-worker of mine saw it Thursday night, and I asked her for a spoiler-free emoji review on Friday and she basically was like, I really liked it, but I have a lot of questions, so I think I need to see it again. <laughs> but quite frankly, and so she gave me like a few emojis, and one of them was... A question mark? <laughs> it was like a head exploded emoji, like <laughs> t- like a bunch of exclamation points, a crying face, and then also a redacted emoji. <laughs> oh, like, with the, the bar over the mouth, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so... Because, you know, she couldn't give me spoilers or whatever. But I got to say, I don't think any of my questions would be answered if I watched it again. No, 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 no. It wasn't like, oh, I just missed that piece of techno babble that would explain away. No, they just wave their hands like Doctor Strange (laughs) and they expect you to just be like, I accept that this is basically magic because whatever. So here's here's a thing. Okay. It's a big topic. So, first okay. of all, my understanding from the comics, not that I really read the comics very much, sometimes I'll pick up a Captain Marvel or a Shuri or something, but my understanding from the comics is, like, you can't destroy the Infinity Stones. <laughs> like, they're, like, fundamental objects of the universe. And also, what Tilda Swinton says is, I need this time stone, because this is how my order of mages protects the universe from like the dark ones. And in fact, I am told that the plot of Doctor Strange is protecting the universe from like an a god of some sort. Yeah. An elder. So he's some sort of dark force or whatever, and that's and and Strange has to use the time stone to defeat him. So now we're in, you know, in 2023 or whatever, we're in actually it's starting in 2018, we are in a universe that doesn't have the infinity stones in them. So now, how do we protect the universe from the dark forces? Maybe it's just the time stone that gets used this way. Obviously, nobody's using the the soul stone. It's hanging out on a planet where nobody can get it. Yeah. But the rest of them are, like, used for things. (laughs) And it seems problematic that we're not going to have them anymore. My friend Eric also said... When Tony snaps all of the bad guys away at the end of the movie, or at the end of the battle, he's like, did he snap away all bad guys on Earth? All bad guys everywhere? All bad guys related to Thanos? All bad guys? I think just the people who are attacking us right now. Right, but I'm saying that if your question is, 
you know, what we're living in a universe without the the infinity stones and how do we protect ourselves? One of the possible ways out of that is to say that there are no more bad guys, but then there couldn't be any uh, more movies. So I don't think that's probably going to Yeah, happen. no, I don't think that that's... And also that would be very morally questionable to just in your head be like, all bad guys go away, snap. <laughs> like, so the petty criminal who robbed the five and dime is now dusted no like, that's not... like all intergalactic all intergalactic bad guys <laughs> which again raises a lot of questions so if you're if your question is like what do we do now uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's more to say, okay, the next phase of these movies is not going to be about collecting these infinity stones. Like, right, that right. But are they actually going to reckon? Are they actually going to reckon with the reality of a universe without the stones and how different it would be? Oh, I don't know. That that could be interesting. That could be interesting. The stones will always exist in their own movie timelines, right? So. If they know how to use this quantum... Oh, you think they're just going to be jumping around and getting them again? I mean, I wouldn't love that, but I guess So the other thing I was thinking of was like, so if time travel is possible without the time gem, then shouldn't time travel be happening like all the time? Like we have zillions of spacefaring civilizations out there. You cannot tell me that like the only way you get time travel technologically is... Through a combination of Tony Stark, Hank Pym, and Bruce Banner, right? It cannot right. be true that they are the three smartest beings in the entire universe. No, because Shuri's smarter than them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, like, so other people would have had to have invented time travel across the universe. Is this going to come up again? Or are we just kind of got to... It's, it's, very, it's very tricky to introduce time travel into a narrative situation. Like... Either it has to be... So, you know, in Doctor Who, it's basically, like, only one species ever mastered it. And so, therefore... And and they've all been destroyed. So, it's just the last one left, and that's all you get, Mm -hmm. for the most part. But, you know, if you're talking about... If you're talking about any, you know, any sufficiently advanced civilization able to time travel, I don't know. That seems to open a lot of doors that are kind of weird. And that's Tony's point when he's talking to Pepper. He's like... I figured this out, but I don't know if it's worth it. And I think I should just forget about it and like let it sink to the bottom of the lake. And yeah, but that's, you know, that's his normal arrogance of assuming he's the only person who's ever figured it out. There's got to be some alien gleep glop out there who has also figured out technological time travel. So we're now living in a universe. Is this going to be the connection between Star Wars and Marvel? <laughs> that brings us to Patton Oswalt. Well, that, by the way, looked pretty prescient if you look back yes! at it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just think that you are now living in a narrative universe. If you had said it was only the time stone that gets you time travel... Then you at least could have said, well, it's this magic singular object. But it's not. It's this possibility that any species could stumble upon. And now you've got a universe with time travel. And it's just very strange. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a lot. I think it opens a lot more doors. And maybe that's what they wanted. Doors that arguably are better left closed. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. Banner sort of is like, look, all time travel in every movie and all fiction is BS. And I think, you know, the point of it is essentially that, like, you can't actually... Isn't that the point of what that story, Time Machine, right? Like, you can't actually change the outcome. Like, it, the point of that story, Time Machine. I'm right? not following. The Isn't there a story called Time Machine? I mean, maybe, but I need a little more context. Where it's the woman dies and the guy tries to go back and prevent her death. And then in every iteration, she dies, right? I have no memory of this. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> it's the yellow wallpaper. <laughs> Also, I just realized I was going to Google time machine story, and that seems <laughs> way too... It's way more common in fiction to be able to change the present by changing the time stream. You know, as they cite, like, Back to the Future and Time Cop and Terminator and all that stuff. Like... And, and I love that Paul Rudd said Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yes. Wasn't he in Hot Tub, Hot Tub Time Machine? I have no idea, but that would be funny. It's way more common. Like, you know, the, the earliest time travel stories that I can think of are like, you know, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I don't think that that has a thing about the futility of time travel in it. And then there's the later on, there's that sort of seminal story about going back in time and stepping on a butterfly. Yeah, the butterfly effect, right? I'm not sure that that's the origin of that term. But, you know, he goes back in time to like go big game hunting a dinosaur, which is just such a stupid, stupid idea. And then he accidentally steps on a butterfly and he comes back and it's like everything is changed. They made a Simpsons treehouse of horror out of it. Yeah. I mean, so I think the our whatever our main point is that ta introducing time travel almost never works out well. Yeah, I mean, it can. <sighs> I, I just don't, it would be kind of a bummer if it became sort of a get out of jail free card in the narratives they were planning in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, that all of a sudden someone just warps in and it's like, I'm from 10 years in the future. I'm here to help you, whatever, blah, -de blah. And like, now we, we win the day. Right. No, I hear you. I mean, I have a feeling that it was just so that they could go back and revisit these other movies, basically, and say goodbye to the characters. But I understand... I understand the trepidation because that's opening like a whole new can of worms for the MCU. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I I do feel like, I know I've said this, I do feel like they did Black Widow dirty a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It, it was a reduced storyline for her and then a death that w mostly went, I mean, people kind of said like, man, I really miss her. And that was it. <laughs> like, not like she held this whole team together when there was nothing left that she was the one of the only one of us not to like get into a punch fight with a different one of us causing the fracture of the whole team yeah exactly. she was just kind of a constant who wasn't a jerk like nobody said anything appropriately complimentary about her like she didn't have like a funeral or a wake or whatever it was a little bit disappointing yeah i agree and yeah, Captain Marvel, you know, she was coming. I was like, it's my cat. I was like, oh, Captain, my Captain, she's here. And then she gets sidelined pretty quickly. Yeah, they have that scene at the beginning that they teased in the trailer. And I was right. like, I was like, woo, let's do this. Like, yeah, exactly. This is going to be epic. And then it turns out to be a, a, like kind of a false start, which I actually liked. But I thought she was going to be in way more of the movie and the sort of 
something. I mean, did they really not have any way to contact her and be like, hey, no, we're she, about to do this whole heist. No, she, I mean, she checks in with them, so clearly they're in contact, but her whole thing is like, every other planet doesn't have a you guys, like doesn't have a bunch of Avengers, so I gotta do all the work. Which also seems kind of weird that in all of these other planets, there are no... Well, so I assume that, like, some distribution of planets does have homegrown heroes and some don't, right? I mean, Earth in 1980 would have been... Well, I was going to say Earth in 1980 would have been in the same position, but apparently Hank Pym and his wife were secretly superheroing during that time frame. So, yeah, like, I mean, the honestly, the so amount... So let's say Earth in 1900, say. Like, imagine Earth in 1900. The amount that Ant-Man, the whole Ant-Man saga plays into... Thanos' eventual downfall. I know I said this t- towards the beginning, but, like, I was kind of shocked. It is shocking. Because of all of the but movies... But I love having Paul run around, so I was okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I thought he did a great job in this movie. Um, but, like, of all of the sort of side quest characters that we've run into over the years, to give him center stage when Right, arguably... Doctor Strange is barely in this movie. Yep. Uh, when arguably you have characters that are more powerful or you have characters that whose movies did better. Like, yeah. you know, the Wakandans are in like a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, they got most of them got snapped, but like... Yeah, but that was a move that was under the control of the people writing these movies, right? That's what I mean. <laughs> to say like, oh, what we're going to do is hinge the fate of the... 50% of the universe on Scott Lang is kind of a fle- a weird flex. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was okay with it, you know? I was, I was, I was too. I but was, I was a- weirded out by de-aged Michael Douglas. Oh, that was so weird. I was like, <laughs> just... He was extremely de-aged. He was, was 50 like, years de-aged. I was, was like, just get weird. another actor. Honestly, like, does anybody care about Michael Douglas that much that we wouldn't figure out who was supposed to be in the 70s? It just didn't. That, that all they really would have to say is Doctor Pym. There's a problem, you know, and it's like, oh, like yeah, exactly. Did That's you get it. a trailer for that Will Smith movie, Gemini what Man? What was that? I was like, <laughs> I had this. I had one, heard ugh. about this, and ugh. I is Gemini Man like a book or something? I don't know, but yeah, it's de-aged Will Smith against Will Smith, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice <laughs> i was like you know they've done movies like this before like looper but yeah. they just hire a younger actor to play the younger version of the guy i was like can you just do that like hire michael b jordan you know our scientists were so concerned with whether they could that they didn't think about whether they should <laughs> so is this uncanny valley we've slipped into yeah we're, now- we're like we can do good enough now on de-aging people that we're just gonna do it now i have to say it's Ang Lee. And Ang Lee is terrifically talented as a director. Yes. So didn't do a very good job with the Hulk, but Oh other, wow. Other originally I'm just looking at the the Wikipedia for Gemini Man. <laughs> originally conceived in nineteen ninety seven, the film went through development hell for no- nearly twenty years. Because they, they nobody everybody was like, How are we gonna do this? We need to digitally we need to find a way to de-age this person. You're exactly correct. The technology wasn't developed enough in order for the film to be produced. And then they saw And then our scientists were so concerned about whether they could <laughs> that they didn't think about whether they should. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like, mm, not a fan of that. 
So, so I'm trying to. Say, so we had digitally de-aged Michael Douglas. We had digitally aged Steve Rogers. Digitally emaciated. Ooh, that was rough, that man. Was really rough. I but do- I, oof. I gotta say something though. Robert Downey Jr. in that scene, I thought did some of the best acting I've seen in this whole universe from the whole MCU from him. You mean when he thinks he's going to die and he leaves the video message? No, no. When he has his like meltdown in front of Steve and then like collapses on the floor. I was like, I was like, are you perhaps hearkening back to the days when you were a little out of it uh, and emaciated? You know, back in the days. He was method acting back in the days. Was, yeah. Yeah, digitally emaciated. I, I, can I say something off the topic of de aging people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were talking about Gemini, man, so I think you're good. <laughs> I wanted Gamora to kill Thanos. Oh, I interesting. Thought, I mean, everybody who got a shot at him, I was like, oh, you really deserve this. So I don't think, you know, if somebody else had done it, I mean, obviously RDJ gets to do it, but like, if. If somebody else really went after him, like Thor wanted another shot at him and all this stuff, I get it. But I thought it would have been her final, like, you don't control me anymore. And also... It was nice to see Scarlet, which really just wail on him. Yes. She really got some good shots It was great to see that. I thought... And I also just thought it would have been... Because I rewatched Infinity War before I... Like, directly before I went to go see this movie. Are you okay? (laughs) No. I I just re-listened to our Infinity Wars episode, and I found that to be illuminating (laughs) enough. (laughs) I I broke it up into a couple nights, because I was like, I can't manage all of this. But then I finished it up Saturday morning, right before I went to the showing of it. Of Endgame. The 6 a.m. showing of Endgame. <laughs> 11 a.m. But, you know, Thanos kills Gamora, and I thought, we both thought that her plotline was so tragic in the last one mm-hmm. that it would have been nice to get that sort of, uh, what's the word? Closure? Closure, or just like that s- symmetry of mm. like she kills him and is just like now she's free because like now what what what'll be interesting in Guardians 3 and everything else that they're doing for her is for that for that crew is like she really is free now she doesn't have this yoke around her neck of Thanos but she is not the developed Gamora that we know she's sort of right out from under his thumb and so i think that's going to be an interesting character development for her but i wanted her to kill Thanos yeah i get that yeah. Okay, I'm feeling like we've said what we were going to say on Endgame. Can I just... One last time. One last... Just Peggy, 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 Peggy I, I was watching this, I was like, well, as Brianna was the only person who watched all the episodes of Agent Carter, <laughs> she's <laughs> really going to be feeling this pretty hard. Actually, so, okay, one last thing about Peggy <laughs> was that... I texted Meg yesterday about something completely different, and she goes... Well, I'm really glad you texted me anyway because I was I had assumed that the last shot of Endgame killed you. <laughs> Brianna is now dust. I was like it nearly did. I am, you know, just a bunch of I'm just like a bunch of snot tears over here. Peggy. <laughs> I won't tell you about my wife cuz even though everyone knows who I went to go see, I'm being weirdly secretive about it. <laughs> well, he just wants to have his own life. I get it. All right. I have no idea what we're doing next week. We need to think of a new theme. We'll think of a new theme. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah, we're not doing. I can. Can I? No more. MC- oh my yeah. god. No more MCU ever. I mean, until, until the next big one. Black Panther I'm, two. Sure. I'm or, or whatever. Like I'm feeling a very done with the MCU. <laughs> Enough already. We'll do something completely different. Okay. Yeah. I mean, until next time, yell at teenagers over video game headsets that you are the god of thunder and you're going to come to their house and make them cry. (laughs) We'll see you next time, Avengers. Avengers.